The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. We know you have a plan for your life that you've set goals and you know where you want to go, but there's always going to be detours on this road called life, and that's where we come in. Hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power, Star Style B, the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are your positive book talk show coming to you live every week. We've got you on our radar and we want to reveal your dreams to you and help you be the stars that you are. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by our teen radio program, Express Yourself, on the Voice America Kids Network, airing Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. For more information, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And this is from Emmanuel. Fear tells you to fulfill the expected. Love says, may I have this dance? (laughs) I thought this was a perfect quote today, Heather, because uh, our guests, we have author guests in segment three, a father-daughter team named Lauren and William Hamilton. They've written a really fascinating book on dating, and it's called How to Get Real About Dating, A Father and Daughter's Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. And I thought that was rather interesting to have father-daughter. Here we are, mother-daughter, right? Yeah, that's a cool combination. Isn't that cool? And in segment two, we're going to talk about nature versus nurture when it comes to intelligence and the success of children, as well as we're going to have a few laughs with comments from book readers. And these are really funny, so you make sure you stay tuned. But now, with summer in full swing, Heather and I wanted to discuss what kinds of insurance you may need while traveling, whether it is for car rentals or to go boating in case of accidents, stolen goods, canceled vacations, cruises, etc. It is better to know before you go. Heather, what kind of insurance that I never even thought about, and I 
imagine you're going to bring this up, but I thought I would throw it out here now. And it was a requirement for me this year when I just recently was a lecturer on a cruise ship, and it was called evacuation insurance. And that was in the event of illness or death. Um, every person on the vessel had to have that insurance in order to, to work there. And after I bought it, I realized what a great policy it was for anybody who's traveling because if you get really sick or worse, if you die, you know, it can be horrendously expensive for a relative or friend to either help you out or take back the body or oh, fly God. to see you. <laughs> I know it sounds horrible, but, um, but this insurance, which isn't all that expensive, you know, about $150 for a full year covers all of those things. So, what types of insurance do we want? What do we need? What do we don't need? Yeah, well, you know, you hit it, and I actually had never even heard of that evacuate, but that's fantastic to now know. Um, well, you know, it's one of those things of insurance is sort of an interesting thing just to begin with because it really is there just as a backup plan. You never plan to get in an accident. You never, you know, plan to get sick, and that's why we have all these things, and we have to pay into it. In the hope that hopefully you'll never get to need it, use it, but in the case you do, by you paying these dues, that you'll have it. A lot of times, too, especially with the summer months coming up and there's a lot of travel going on, and you may think you're covered in things um, that you may not be, and you may not think you're covered in things that you are. So one thing first goes is when you're going on vacation, a lot of times you're renting a car. And something I like to always be wary of is a lot of times when you go to that checkout counter, they try to sell you additional insurance for renting a car. And in very, very few circumstances do you ever need to actually purchase those. For most times, your um, current policy, and now if you live in the state of California, you must have car insurance. So say you are a legal driver, um, you must have car insurance to legally operate your car with that out being a rental. So if you are traveling... But still not everybody has it, <laughs> It's the law. But, um, which you would do after doing all those classes. But when it comes, um, you know, here, at least in the state of California, you have to have um, car insurance to drive cars. So, of course, that's something when it comes to renting a car, a lot of times your current policy may cover that. But it's a good thing, too, to... Um, before traveling is to check in with your car insurance. Find out, um, hey, do you cover me renting a car? Do you cover someone else driving the car? That way you know in advance so you don't end up purchasing something you didn't need to purchase or you not doing something and it turns out you really did need it. Um, I want to talk about the rental car just for a second because you did say that most of the time you don't need it and that is absolutely true anywhere here in the continental U.S. is uh, If you have... Uh, car insurance, you don't need additional insurance unless you really are a bad driver and you really need something because you're covered by your insurance. However, if you go out of the country or you go to Mexico, do not think that you are covered. Um, I mean, it, Mexico is a terrible thing. You'll end up in jail if you get an accident. And many places when you travel out of the country, you have to pay for the car in full, even if you have insurance that could cover it. And then just one other thing I wanted to throw in there about car rental is check your credit cards. Like Visa, it depends the kind you have, but my credit card, for example, does provide car rental insurance uh, here in the continental U.S. and many places around the world, but not Mexico. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's something interesting too is that for the most part, you know, check it before you travel, just contact your car insurance. It's as simple. That's why they have all these agents there to help answer, to simplify your questions if you're feeling lost on the internet or feeling lost reading your pamphlets. Um, car insurance here in the United States is honored in Canada, but not in Mexico. And just as you said, when you're in another, beyond another state, when you're in another country, it really is another world and with um, different laws and regulations. Um, so that's something too, you know, if you don't buy into additional insurance, if you're in an accident, your American insurance most likely will not be able to help you out. And also, um, being here in California, especially so close to Mexico, um, Baja, California actually um, requires all drivers um, since January of this current year to carry Mexican liability insurance. And a lot of times you can get these sort of temporary, like a temporary, a temporary insurance. So I think, uh, and that's another thing too, really doing your research before traveling because you want to make sure that you do in fact get these things. Um, because again, you don't anticipate you're going to get an accident, but if you do, it be- could become such a larger incident um, that really needs to. Um, and you know, when buying Mexican insurance, I um, I know that if you're like a member of an auto club, for example, Triple A, many times you can save yourself a lot of trouble by going into their offices and buying directly from that auto club, as opposed to trying to get something at the border or something. And even if you're renting a car, I mean, if you're driving your own car into Mexico, you have to have Mexican insurance. If you are renting a car, you know, in Acapulco or Puerto Vallarta or Cancun wherever you have to buy rental insurance that is Mexican insurance but you can also buy that here and then use it on the rental car yeah and that's something you know and really you know talking in regards to cars uh, because believe it or not I mean cars people who you know have that fear of flying there are so many more accidents per day um, than ever in regarding um, you know bigger uh, bigger operational you know planes or any accidents car accidents happen every single day um, a big thing if you're planning a road trip um, a lot of things there's so many different price tiers when it just comes to car insurance and a big thing if you're planning a road trip maybe across the country you're probably going to be alternating drivers you know someone can sleep someone can't not all policies cover um, to have another person driving your car if it's not registered to them or if you haven't put them um, on the insurance. So again, that's something to double Wow, I didn't even think of that, Heather. That's true because when you rent a car, uh, you know, if you're renting a car, they always have an an upcharge if you're going to have two drivers, but I never thought about that, you know, um, the insurance part of it. So just, you know, again, so just double check with that. Um, and make sure because even if, you know, if you have a friend driving, even if they have their own insurance, if they're not on your personal insurance and it's your vehicle being driven and they were the one that caused the accident, your insurance may not cover you because it was, in, in fact, you know, considered someone else's liability and so now it's, it's on to you. And we all know how car things are so expensive. Um, another thing, too, you know, it's getting hot out of taking out boats. I know we have boats fun in our family. Um, find out what it, again, what is covered. Your policy should cover if you have, um, again, all machine, all operational um, vehicles should, you know, waiver, all these have insurance that come with them. So if you have a boat, you have to have insurance for it. And your, your policy should cover um, the boat, its engine, your trail, your trail, your trailer, 
um, any replacement parts, and serve you know any watercraft should have. But again, look into making sure. Um, what happens if now you're renting a boat just because you have previous boat insurance or if your friend is driving the boat? The biggest thing is always finding out the really, you know, the kind of the, the, um, you know, stuff in the details is that really is where the most important is because you don't want something to happen and you think you're covered. Same thing goes with health insurance. Um, I know, uh, you know, I think, uh, that you can even do kind of temporary things. If you, in these current states, if you've lost your insurance, you no longer are getting the health care you previously did. But if you're planning a trip, let's say you're doing something very adventurous and there is a high risk that you could get injured, it's always possible because you can terminate your policies at any time. So let's just say you're planning to go on this two-week bike riding mountain adventure which we hope you don't get injured, but there is a high possibility um, your risk could be if that because that isn't your normal thing. Purchase a policy, even though for that one month you may have it, you may pay three, four hundred dollars, and as soon as you get home from your trip, you can cancel the policy. There's no problem. There's no strings attached. Uh, make sure, in fact, that you look into that. There isn't something that makes you sign up for. But for many things, you know, you can cancel your policy anytime. That way, if during, if you know, if you've only had your policy for one month or so, um, if you're injured in that health injury, I mean, we all know going to the hospital, it can be astronaut, can bankrupt people. So if you are willing to just, you know, planning advance for some trip or for something that you know there is a higher possibility you could be injured to it, just purchase a policy for one month. And when you get back from your trip or your travels, whatever it may be, Cancel it, and then you can restart at any time. But that way you have that insurance because you don't want something to happen where you're going to go to the hospital and, you know, spend, you know, a hundred or two, you know, a couple hundred dollars just for going to the doctor. And well, you know, that's why they do call it accidents because accidents happen. I mean, we don't plan on it, but things happen. And so having... We all, I don't think any of us like to pay insurance, <laughs> but, but when you do, when something does happen and you have it, it really, really is a lifesaver, literally. It, it completely. And that's, you know, really kind of thing to get out is, um, coming in 2014, I mean, the, the current Obamacare and how it keeps kind of flipping back and forth. Um, but as of right now, the current standards is by 2014, everyone will have to have some form of insurance. And now they're going to be, more expanding it so that, you know, people in different income levels can um, get the correct coverage and there'll be, you know, different ones for elders, for children, high income, low income, everywhere in between. Um, but it really is because just as we know, healthcare, so many people don't have healthcare because they can't afford it. And we know just the, kind of how that affects our economy. When you're too sick um, you and too sick to go to the doctor, too sick to go to work, you can't go to work, you're not making an income, and therefore you're probably not getting insurance. It puts you at such higher risk. And something else I want to talk um, touch on real quickly, I know we're running out of time, um, but sort of an extra backup insurance is Aflac. I'm just recently, I've seen, you know, seen all those commercials with the big dog, and I'm not, this isn't a plug for it, this is just sort of another expanding is Affleck, what it's there is you pay money into something and insurance that will pay for you if you're unable to work. A lot of people have workers comp, have health insurance. Um, my boyfriend who's a firefighter who recently is injured and though um, he'll be going back to work soon and he was being paid in his workers comp because he was injured and he was unable to do his job. Um, after just now getting a clearance, he'll be going back. 
Um, so he didn't get to tie into it. But what Affleck is there is, let's just say he was terribly injured and can no longer go back to work at all as a fire. Let's say he he's permanently damaged the hand. He couldn't even do light duty. Um, Affleck is set up there that you're all that sort of like with all insurances that you pay into it. And then um, if you do not have the ability to go back to work, it's there to pay your income and to pay your bills. So it's you know slightly higher insurance, but it's there sort of at the extreme that it will take care of you. If you so there are probably other companies besides Affleck too. Yeah. So I mean like that's that. just so the key is to aware. find it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that it. Those those are all really great uh, tips, Heather. And you know, I do think that to know before we go is critical. You don't want to get somewhere and then you know have a tragedy happen. I mean, I had an uncle die of a heart attack on a cruise ship, and getting his body home was unbelievable. So this is why this evacuation insurance um, was really great. And I just wanted to throw in for people. When you're shopping for insurance, uh, make sure to look at any organizations or unions that you may belong to because many of them have huge discounts. I know when I had to get this evacuation insurance and they sent me to a certain site, it was really expensive. And then I looked, I'm a member of a garden club, a national garden club as a garden writer, and I noticed that our Garden Writers Association offered it and it was more than half of what the national rate was. So, Shop around. Well, Heather, great segment. Give uh, give the websites yeah. out and just wrap it up. Most definitely. Well, it was summer here, and if you need to get some summer reading going on, and we want you to check out all the books, check out the charity, check out the websites, the radio show, go to be the org as well as be the com. Well, and when we come back from break, we're going to do a nature versus nurture and talk about intelligence in children and how we can raise really smart kids and give them the best advantage, as well as we're going to have a few laughs in a bookstore. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Don't go back. have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market business bites here's cynthia bryan do you know how to make yourself happy happiness is a choice by creating more joy and happiness in your life you're going to be a better employee or a better employer, as well as a better person. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day. And at the top, write as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good healthy diet, exercise, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. Respect yourself and respect others. See humor in mistakes and imperfections and allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that make you happy. When you're joyful, 
your enthusiasm will be contagious in the company and it'll allow your bottom line to have more dollar signs. It does take more muscles to frown than to smile, so smile a lot. And even on a bad day, you'll feel a bit better. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For coaching, call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are the Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Here at Star Style, Be the Star You Are, we are always here for you with ideas and options that allow you to peek down a different path with the hope that you're going to discover something extraordinary and hopefully you'll discover yourself in the process. We want you to learn to pause, to savor the silence between the notes and to embark on your own personal journey because the universe is wide open. We want you to spread your wings and soar to the stars. My name is Cynthia Bryan and you are joining me back here on World Talk Radio and we're going to talk a little bit about nature versus nurture. As you all know, if you've been listening to me since 1998, since I've been broadcasting, I am the founder of a charity, Be the Star You Are, that brings you this radio show and our teen radio show, Express Yourself. And it's really critical to me and to all the volunteers to help our 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 volunteers and all people, especially women, families, and children, be empowered and grow as people. I always say that not only am I a gardener of plants, I grow people. I want people to be 
leaders and to read, lead, succeed. But sometimes we tend to think that our intelligence just runs in families or it just comes from good genes. And it's tempting to trace your child's reports to that. And, you know, sometimes that is right. But according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, nature is only part of the story. Experience is totally more important. And this is where the nature versus nurture dilemma and uh, charts come in. With nature and heredity, we have a 50-50 chance of inheriting personality traits from our parents. So genes do help set some kids up to be more intelligent than others. But it's really in the power of nurture and experience that takes it a step further, right from the moment of birth, that is. So a child's outcome is determined by the combination of both. For example, poor nutrition will keep kids from growing tall. By talking and reading to kids, it's going to help them be better learners. Every experience that we engage in in our life changes the circuits in the brain. So if we maintain a loving home with lots of conversation, it's one of the best ways to help kids develop their intelligence. And speaking of intelligence, now that school's out, we really want to keep reading alive. Reading as few as six books over the summer will keep your children's reading levels high and at least won't let them fall behind when they start up in the fall. Whether you go to the library, you buy books online or browse through a bookstore, make sure to have books in your house. And while you're at it, why don't you pick up copies of the books that I have written to give to your kids, your family, and your friends. You can go to CynthiaBryan.com to buy autographed copies of Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are for Teens, The Business of Show Business, Miracle Moments, and Love and Relationships. So those are some choices. And, of course, if you are in a single and you're in the dating scene, you're going to probably want to pick up the ebook from our next guest that's coming up that is uh, how, you know, on all about how to date, and it doesn't matter what your age Now, I promised you that I was going to bring a little bit of humor to our day, and I'm going to read to you some actual comments made to bookstore employees when customers were shopping for books. And these these uh, quotes were sent to me because, of course, I am an avid reader, and I'm reading three to four books a week. I'm in bookstores all the time, and I'm doing book signings and all of these things. <laughs> And uh, so there was a, a lady named Jen Campbell who actually compiled these into a small book called Weird Things Customers Say in Bookstores. I found them very silly and very funny, and I hope that you find them as daft as I did. So here we go. These are daft questions that real normal people have asked in a bookstore. Did Anne Frank ever write a sequel? I really enjoyed her first book. Hello, duh. <laughs> Wasn't she killed in the Holocaust? Here's another one. Customer. Do you have any books by Stephen Browning, bookseller? Well, I'm not familiar with him. What kind of books has he written? Customer. Oh, I don't know if he's written any. You see, my name is Stephen Browning, and I always like to go into a shop to see if anyone with my name has written a book. <laughs> New one. Customer, I don't know why she wants it, but my wife asked for a copy of the Dinosaur Cookbook. The bookseller says, you mean the Dinosaur Cookbook? 
customer. Oh, that must be it. I was wondering what she was up to. Another bo- another one. Do you have a book that has a list of aphrodisiacs? I have a hot date on Friday. <laughs> so this is a Kindle. Are the books on the Kindle paperback or hardback? Now, that one is really hysterical. I mean, you look at a Kindle, hello, paperback or hardback. You wonder, are some of these people, they really are daft. Here's another one. I read a book in the 60s. I don't remember the author, and I don't remember the title, but it was green, and it made me laugh. Do you know which book that was? The 60s? Let's see. That was how many years ago? Like, um, almost, what, 50 years ago? Yeah, I'm sure I remember a book that was green and made me laugh. <laughs> Do you have any books by Jane Eyre? <laughs> Do you have any crime books involving speeding fines? These are all just questions now that a customer asks. Do you have any books in this shade of green? I need it to match the wrapping paper that I bought. Do you have any pop? This one's funny. Do you have any pop-up books on sex education? Do you uh, you know how they say that if you gave a thousand monkeys typewriters, then eventually they'd churn out some really good writing? Well, do you have any books by those thousand monkeys? <laughs> I'm just going to nip into the supermarket. I'm going to leave my sums here just to browse through the bookstore. Is that okay? They're three and five, but they're no bother. They like to read. <laughs> so I guess a bookstore now is a babysitter. Here's another one. If my daughter wants to buy books from the teenage section, do you need to see some ID? It was her 13th birthday this weekend. I can show you the pictures of the cake, and then you can count the candles. <laughs> I'm telling you, when we talk about nature and nurture, some of these people did not have good hereditary and they had no nurturing because these are the stupidest questions I've ever heard. Customer, do you have any medical textbooks, bookseller? No, sorry. They go out of date so quickly we don't stock them, but I'd be happy to order one for you. Customer, I'm not worried about it being out of date. Bookseller, well, does your university not request that you have a specific edition? Customer, oh, I'm not a medical student. I just want to learn how to do stitches. Bookseller, right. Okay, well, um, how about a book on sewing instead? <laughs> Another one. Customer, do you have any books signed by Margaret Atwood? Oh, yes, we have many Margaret Atwood books, but I'm afraid we don't have any signed copies. Customer, Well, I'm looking for a birthday present for my wife, and I know she really would love a signed copy. Could you just fake the signature for me? (laughs) That one made me think. I started thinking about all the books that I've sold of my books of Be the Star You Are or, you know, the million plus that sold of Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. I wonder how many people have, have, um, have, you know, just written my name in there with best of luck or whatever. Okay, on to the next funny one. Did Charles Dickens ever write anything fun or funny? The next one. Customer, I'm looking for a biography to read that's really interesting. Would you recommend one? Bookseller, sure. What books have you read and what did you like? (laughs) The customer, well, I really loved Mein Kampf. Loved is probably not the right word. No, probably not. Customer, like is probably better. Yes, liked. I liked it a lot. Do you have a book which lists the weather forecast for the rest of the year? Then this one is holding up a Jamie Oliver book. Would you mind if I photocopied this recipe? 
Right. This is what we want to do in bookstores. Let's just go to the photocopier and copy everything. This one, I have no idea where why somebody would ask this unless the picture on the cover looked really yummy. And the customer asked the bookseller, is this book edible? Maybe they're thinking of edible underwear or something. <laughs> customer, excuse me, do you have any signed copies of Shakespeare's plays? Bookseller, do you mean by the people who perform the play? Customer, no, I, I need a signed copy by William Shakespeare. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't think any of these people have ever read history or read William Shakespeare. Customer, do you have a copy of Jane Eyre? Actually, I just sold it this morning. Sorry. Customer, oh, have you read it? Bookseller, yes. Well, it's one of my favorite books. Okay, great. And she sits down. Could you tell me all about it? I have to write an essay on it, and I'll just write what you read. (laughs) Uh, I've had actually something like that happen to me. Uh, I've had students from different parts of the country Email me because they have to do a book report on an author and a book that they, uh, you know, that the author wrote. And they didn't have time to read it. And they actually have emailed me and I've even had phone calls where they, they called and they said, you know, I didn't have time to read your book and my book report is due tomorrow. Will you just tell me everything you know? <laughs> I guess I'll just so you know, my answer was no. Read the book. I'm not going to help anybody cheat. All right. Uh, do you have any security cameras in here? Yes, the bookseller says. Customer. Oh, he slides the book out from inside his jacket and places it back on the shelf. Do you have any piano sheet music for guitars? That one, I don't understand why anybody would ask that. Customer. Have you read every single book in this store? Bookseller. No, I can't say I have. Customer, well, you're not very good at your job, are you? (laughs) I'm looking for a book about this big, and then the customer indicates the size. I've got a space on my bookshelf, and I need to fill it. It's really bugging me. So do you have a really big book? Customer, where do you keep your maps, bookseller? Over here, what kind of map are you looking for? A country, the United Kingdom, Europe, a world map? I want a map of the sun. Okay. Where do you keep Hamlet? You know, to be or not to be. Is it in philosophy? (laughs) Uh, I've been looking through some of your geography section, and I can't find any books on Atlantis. Another one. What books could I buy to make guests look at my bookshelf and say, wow, that guy is so intelligent? (laughs) Oh, you know, with the things that people do, there is a saying saying that you can tell the intelligence of a person by how many books they have on their shelves and how many, you know, what their library looks like. And I do believe that. Do you have any Robin Hood stories where he doesn't steal from the rich? My husband's called Robin, and I'd like to buy him one for his birthday, but he's a banker, so we can't have anybody stealing from him. The next one is, do you sell reading books? You know, books that you can actually read. Now, that person is really, really dumb. Really, really dumb. Last one I'm going to read you, and that is the customer. I'm always on the night shift at work. Bookseller, is that why you're so busy buying vampire novels? Customer, seriously, you can never be too prepared. (laughs) 
Well, I think that you uh, might have enjoyed some of those. I hope that I hope that you did. I got a really good laugh from all of these. So when we come back from break, we are going to have father-daughter authors Lauren and William Hamilton with us, giving us the inside scoop on how to find love at any age with their new book, How to Get Real About Dating. Don't go away. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are and get ready for love when we come back. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, every week, Star Style brings you authors who help you succeed in life and transform yourself to be your best self, while also entertaining and educating you. We call this edutainment radio, and we've been broadcasting since 1998, and to date, I've personally interviewed over 2,000 guests, maybe more, but not until today have I ever had a father-daughter duet. I love it. I've got William and Lauren Hamilton who are offering this fresh, very hip point of view in their new book, 
How to Get Real About Dating, a Father and Daughter Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. They are really dynamic. Lauren is nervous, and William is like, hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to go for it. (laughs) You're going to have fun just listening to them, and you're going to love their book. Welcome, Lauren and William, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Hey. Hey, how are you? How are you? I am doing super great, and there's nothing to be worried about here because this is playtime. It's like this is our playpen, and we are going to have fun. So first of all, congratulations for writing your book. And second, how cool is this that you work together? Did you have a blast doing it? Oh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, huh, Lauren? Oh, no, it was terrible. No, I had so much fun. You know what? I was surprised. I really was. Um, Which one of you, Lauren, which one of you decided to write the book and then, you know, drag the other one in? Or were you both spontaneously like, hey, girl, or, you know, hey, Dad, let's write this together? (laughs) Well, I recall being in a restaurant in Santa Monica, and my brother was asking us both for um, advice about this chick, this woman he was checking out. And she had a wedding ring on, and she had a, a kid and a and a little um, little what do you call a basket and a in a stroller. Dad, do you remember in a, in a stroller? And I think remember, Dad, do you remember this where he was asking us advice, and we were just like, "Oh, no way!" And then I turned to you and said, "We should write a book about dating." And Dad kind of gave me that look that he gives, like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," like, "Yeah, right." And we actually, um, I think I started writing the intro, and then I sent it to him, and then he added stuff. And I was like, hey, I think we have something here. And that's how it how it started. Well, and you tell, you actually tell that story in the book about being at the restaurant. And my gosh, that gal might have been a babe, but she sounded like totally not the right person to hit on. Married, with yeah. a kid, had a wedding ring on, hello. Yeah, that a lot, a lot of good right. names. I think we need to give your backstory yeah. so our listeners understand who both of you are. The book is How to Get Real About Dating, A Father-Daughter's Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. Now, William, you were, uh, you've been married you're three times and you're happily married, right? But you were a real, um, you were a ladies' man, should we say? You were the ladies' man? Let's just say that I've evolved over the years. <laughs> <laughs> but you could, you could dig back. You could dig back into your time and find uh, out, you know, what it was like, right? I mean, oh, to be absolutely. single. Absolutely. You know, I, I crashed and burned several times, but I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it, and I learned a lot, and it made me a better person in the end. But, boy, it was uh, it was quite a journey. Well, and, and uh, that's what you brought to the table or to the table of contents, I guess we should say, for yeah, yeah. how to get exactly. real about dating. And when I now, need advice, I go to my dad. He's learned so much through all those, I guess, failures, so to speak. And and now you're so wise. Right, yeah. Dad? I mean, you give, you give so great you advice. Yeah, I can use this. Yeah, so yeah. give us so Lauren, give us your background because yours mm-hmm. isn't just dating guys. Let's talk about it. Right. So, and that's a great thing about the relationship I have with my dad and my family. We're very open. I'm out um, as being a gay lesbian woman, and so I can talk to my dad. I call him up. Hey, I need advice. And you know, dating is broad. You know, we both, whether you're a man or a woman, we both need help every now and then. We both need advice. So we have, um, you know, my dad and myself we go through the same stuff. You know, or he did back in the day when he was dating on the scene. So, um, you know, whenever I need advice, just go to my pops. Say, hey. Well, well let's talk about that, you know. what you have in the book. I like the, I love your first chapter where you actually start off with a quiz 
and right. you call it old school moves with a new school bounce, but chapter right. one is really out of the cave. Right, right. And that is probably the first step, right? Is, is you can't, I mean, it, for all of those people who like to be homebodies, nobody's going to knock on your door and say, hey, hottie, come on out, let's have yeah. fun. Yeah, let's so face you, it. You have this cool quiz. Yeah, yeah let's face it. Uh, the people that are going to read this book are going to get it because, you know, their dating life hasn't been very successful or they, they want to put a little, little step in their pep or whatever, you know, but pep in their step. And, uh, so we, we want to give them a good read, but also make them look at themselves carefully first so they know what to do when they venture out there again. What do you think, Lauren, uh, in, in knowing what you know now from writing the book and also being okay. in the dating scene, what is one of the first steps, you know, that we do want to put pep in? Once we know who we are, mm-hmm. what's going to be mm-hmm. the next thing? Well, you know, in the book I talk about how, you know, for a lot of my teenage years, I was I was obese. I was very overweight. So I was not dating. I was very shy, very insecure. I didn't have, um, Dad can attest to this probably, um, my style wasn't the greatest. I uh, wasn't very confident. And when I was about... Uh, 18, first year in college, and the 19, I finally lost over 85 pounds. That's when I started to get my, what I call, dating mojo. You know, and I started to, and we talk about this in the book, once you identify, are you a caveman, cavewoman, um, which makes you look at, you know, am I working too much, you know, is my style on point, et cetera, et cetera, then you create a visibility menu. So we call it a visibility menu. And that basically is your own strategy to being visible out there. Um, so for me, when I lost all the weight, I was going out um, in college to dorm parties with my friends to events or to concerts or just talking to my roommates more, you know, stuff I wasn't doing. And so that, that's kind of the first step. After you identify, am I a cavewoman or a caveman, how do I get myself out there? And so, William, you were... Uh, for you were you know very high successful businessman and then with your wife Jennifer you actually have opened a pet resort right which is like one right. of the most successful pet resorts in the country part of really making a relationship work is the communication and the support you give one another right yeah, yeah no doubt plus you have to know you have to be ready for a relationship you know you have to not only meet the right person, but you have to be ready to accept it once you once you find that that perfect person right. or that right person. And uh, so it, I always said, you know, I was half the problem. <laughs> uh, well, isn't everybody? I mean, we we can't. We always love to blame and complain, but the reality is, it takes two to yeah, tango, and so tango. we got to so, look at our part and our dance step. Yeah, exactly. So so once you once you get yourself right, and then you meet the right person, it's it's pretty easy, and I think that's what. That's what I allude to later in the book. Once you meet the right person, you've got your act together. It's it's the the, the relationship unfolds in, in a very easy way. Well, it's one a- thing that both of you talked about in the book is passion. And what I meant when I say passion, I don't just mean a physical passion. I'm talking about passion for life. When when you meet someone who is enthusiastic and optimistic and courteous and treats the waiters right and it's just passionate about everything, that is very attractive, you said. And I right. really feel that that was like one of the key points of the book is to really decide like what you were saying Lauren is you've got to decide what you really want but what when you're looking for somebody we're looking for somebody who's passionate about living because right. then they'll be passionate about you 
Right, right. And or about, the, yeah, or the about key, their film. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Dad. Now, one of the key chapters, uh, well, all of them are really, really good chapters, but Chapter 2 talks about what's your top five. And, uh, and we both touch on passion. Passion's really important to, uh, in, in every dating venue if you want to meet the right match. Let's Sorry, go oh, to yeah. Chapter 3, which I, I got a lot of chuckles on <laughs> in Chapter 3. It's called ca- Caution Flags. You know, like, and then they, they do the comparison of right. the red light, green light, yellow light. But, you know, let's do this dressed not to impress because that was very fascinating. Some people overdress, some underdress, and then there's the funky smell that you talked about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lauren, you, oh, you had a date or a person that you were interested in who had dreads, and, and but she was this environmentalist who didn't bathe. That is not sexy. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I went to college in the Bay Area, so, you know, you see dreads. I mean, you see certain things. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Because some people have dreads and things like that and upkeep them, and it's totally fine. But, yes, I have had some experiences. I weren't the greatest. <laughs> Didn't smell the greatest or feel the greatest. So I, I've, I've learned, okay, that's probably on my list. You know, I want someone, if we're in a restaurant and you got your PJs on or some gym shoes, for me, that's just not attractive. We want to impress each other. You know, this is just the beginning stages of dating. If it's like this now, what's going to be like in five months? What am I going to be wearing? And old socks, and it's, who knows? It's crazy. <laughs> and William, in that same chapter, you gave me a big chuckle in the language barrier with your Swedish <laughs> lady that she was attractive, but you couldn't understand a word she was saying. <laughs> right, right. So the language, uh, the, it might be good that if you do speak the same language, right? I mean, body language only lasts so long. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You, you, can, you, can, you can only deal with infatuation and, and that hot, sexy thing for, for a minute, but you got to be able to talk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I agree, I agree. Definitely. You know, it was, uh, it, 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 you know it's, it, it's, it was an interesting experience, let me put it that way. Well, you know, um, you alluded to a story that Lauren made you write that you didn't want to share. Are you willing to share it on the radio, or do we just have to find which one that is? Because you both have a lot of stories, and we are speaking to father-daughter authors William and Lauren Hamilton, who have written How to Get Real About Dating, A Father and Daughter's Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. So, William... Is Lauren going to uh, tweak you to talk? Or what, what's the deal here? It was it was tough because when we were doing the, when we were writing drafts, I had to. She kept coming back saying, "No, more. I, I need more. I need more." I, said, I don't want to tell that one. She said, "Tell me more. I don't want to do that." So it was. Uh, she did get some things out of me that uh, I, I can't even. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to capture in a, in a, in a real quick sound bite, so I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Okay, he's pleading the fifth. Of course. Right. So, Lauren, do you want to fill in any of the blank there? You don't have to give the, the, you know, the down and dirty, but was that really fun, kind of finding out about your dad's love life, you know, in the past? Because that's something that, you know, parents and kids don't always talk about, and I right. think this is so refreshing that you were both so open about so much. To me, that was just really leaving for all the readers who are going to read your book what a great opportunity to find out what's happening in the 20 year old and you know what's happening in 30 plus yeah yeah you know you're right a lot of people that's the the response that i get from a lot of people that are so fascinated by our openness you know father daughter wow talking about all these things but i really enjoyed hearing about his stories and there was no judgment i found it to be funny and 
I enjoy the similarities, and I'm like, wow, okay, my dad makes mistakes, too. You know, he's not perfect. So, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed opening up. Yeah, it was a little difficult at times, but we both opened up, and it was very, like I said, like non-judgmental, and that's the key, I think, to any parental, uh, you know, child uh, dynamic, parent-child dynamic, have to have openness, and both people I need to feel like just not, not judged. And I think we had that in writing this. Just like, oh, okay, just learning about each other and feeling comfortable. At least for me, I felt that way. I and think I didn't feel judged, you know? I, yeah, yeah, I appreciate what Lauren's saying. I think for me, it was, it was really, uh, it, it was tough initially to come out and tell stories about things like when I smoked marijuana. Because never, you never want your kids to know you did certain things because you're exactly. telling them not to do it. Right? I know. And, uh, you, and, but you didn't inhale. Yeah, you know, exactly. You didn't, you know, yeah. right? You didn't inhale. What's marijuana? <laughs> What's yeah, right. marijuana? You, you know, so then you get in stories like that and you find, well, you know, she's 25. She, what, what, am I, what, what, am I, what am I trying to protect here, you know? <laughs> right, right. You right. Know, so, you know, it, it, when, you, when you realize, you, you know, she's a young adult and she's formed her value system already and it, you, you, you hope it's a good one and you know it's a good one, you, and then you feel free to open up a little more and say certain things, you know. Well, I think, you know, what you've done with your book, too, is really besides how to get out and date, you've also given a great guide on how children and their parents, adult children, can interact together and really be friends and be open because that's really what you are now is your parenting role is over, William, and she is an adult, and now you can get real about dating, right? You can really talk about what's real. Their website is howtogetreal.com, and that's, you can find the book, howtogetreal.com. Hey, I really loved it. You really called that one about Russell Brand and Katy Perry, didn't you, when you were Hey, I was about to say, exactly, right? I I was watching The View. Russell Brand was on, talking about his book and his life and how he's overcome all these obstacles, and hey, I'm all for that. But sex addicts don't... No. Change. Some people, and we put this in the book, beware of certain breeds, and that's on the list. We have, like, known players. You don't want to date someone who everyone knows as a player. You don't want to date a quick hit, bad boy, bad girl, someone who doesn't want to commit or freshly out of rehab, wrestle brand, sex addict. Yeah. There you we go. Know exactly, and I, this is an important chapter because I feel that I know so many people that I've worked with, they are the rescuers and they think I can change them. Just like I'm right. sure someone probably told you, Lauren, at some point, oh, you just haven't met the right guy yet, you know? Right, uh, right. And the thing is, is that we are who we are and we're not going to change anybody. We can only change ourselves if that's the course. So uh, people have to beware of these these toxic relationships that are never going to go anywhere. Exactly. So that was so great that you were able to point those out. That's William, what do okay. you think is, of all the things that you worked on in the book, what would be like your top three tips for people who were going to get back into dating that, you know, have been around the block a couple times, that aren't in their 20s, that aren't in their 30s, and they, they oh, really cool. just want to get back in the game? What would be your top tips? Well, I, I think the uh, the first thing you have to do is start with with what what are you really looking for, and you have to have a list of what your top five qualities are in terms of what you're looking for in a in a, in a soulmate. And because if you can't if you can't really define that, you're just going to bounce around and think you you'll know it when you see it. But you really kind of have to know it before you see it. And, That's uh, critical. That's yeah. such a great yeah. point. 
Yeah, so I'd say that's 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 really 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 important. I think another section in the, another uh, chapter in the book is called well, we get into what's called the convenience package, and um, <laughs> you know you can you can deal with these uh, a lot of wasted time kinds of things. But as you get older, you don't want to waste time, so you don't need to have these filler, these stand-in relationships. You know, you need, you need to stay away. You need from the real deal. Yeah, you, you don't need these little yeah. temporary creature comforts, you know, they just kind of keep you going, these little friends with benefits and yada, yada, yada. you got to really stay focused on the big prize, and uh, particularly as you get older. So protecting your time and being very cautious with your time is important, but you got to stay focused on what you're trying to get to. Well, those are fabulous tips, and of course, we're running out of time. I want to, Lauren, I want to just give you an opportunity to wrap it up, and I want to tell our listeners again the website, howtogetreal.com. This is a really fun book. You get it an ebook. You can go to their website. They've got videos. They're a darling father-daughter team. How to Get Real About Dating, A Father-Daughter's Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. Lauren, give us your final tip. Um, well, I come from the new school. So my point of view, you know, the advice I give for the new schoolers out there is put yourself out there. If you're working 60, 70 hours a week and you want to date, you have to sacrifice something. You have to get realistic. So if you're working all the time, all right, cut down a few hours over time. Go out to a bar with a friend one night a week, happy hour. You can get a drink, glass of wine, 4 or $5. is not a lot of money, but you have to make the effort and you have to be visible and keep hope alive. And love will come. And I also want to tell all the listeners she has tips in there about using Facebook and all the social networking and texting and the phone stuff because in this day and age, it is all about technology. But we do need face-to-face time, don't we? Not just Facebook. Right, exactly. That's right. What is so what our motto this, is. That's it, face-to-face. This is such a fun book and a useful guide. And Besides all the dating tips, you're just going to read great stories that will apply to your own life. And you'll be able to actually, I think, improve relationships in your family with your adult children. Website, howtogetreal.com. Make sure you pick up a copy of this ebook, How to Get Real About Dating, A Father and Daughter's Guide to Finding Love at Any Age. William and Lauren, I'm so glad you wrote this, and I'm so glad that you came on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You are both really fun. Oh, Cynthia, you're great. Thanks. We appreciate yeah, you're time. not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been married a really long time, so I am so out of the plane thing, and I really appreciated reading what's happening today, you know? I mean... Wow, it's a lot more work than what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot All right, more work. well, thank you both, Lauren and William Hamilton, and make sure to go to their website, pick up a copy of their book, and fall in love, get dating. There's a lot of great people out there, and they're just waiting to meet you, but you have to get real, okay? HowToGetReal.com. <laughs> thank you, Lauren and William. Thank, thank you. you all to thank my you. listeners around the world for staying tuned to Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be together again the next week. Cherish the past. Dream of the future. Celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week and make it this one about dating. You can do that. Until next week, when we play again, my name is Cynthia Bryan. Make sure to visit the website of the charity, BeTheStarYouAre.org. Make a difference in your life. I encourage you to be the star you are. And just play more. Have fun. Fall in love. Thanks for joining me. We'll have a good time next week.
See you then. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.